Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Larkin from Harmony Healthcare IT, and I'm joined today by Tom Liddell, who is our Chief Executive Officer at Harmony. Thanks for being here, Tom. Thank you, Shannon. So I thought today we could spend some time just talking about an outlook for 2023 in the world of health data, and then maybe just talk about those in the healthcare ecosystem that are interacting with that data. Does that sound good? That sounds terrific. Exciting to spend some time. Yeah, so I think as a data management company, Harmony is sort of right in the mix, doing data conversions, migrations, we're retaining data and doing integration projects. And with that, I just thought we could talk about some macro trends that you're seeing in the industry around health data storage and management. Sure, Shannon. Great. Well, at the most macro level, there's been certainly economic pressure and instability in financial markets that's spilled over into all aspects of life and healthcare especially has been impacted. So you're seeing announcements currently in the present year about losses. And I think they're going to mount, especially in the provider side and by provider side, hospitals, physicians, people doing care, you name it, federally qualified health center, et cetera. So that's going to be here to stay for a little bit of time. Workforce shortages are here as well. We have 10,000 people a day retiring and moving to Medicare, and uh, that significant part of the labor force has been impacted. Certainly people 55 to 65, but again, take people that are just coming out of school. We've seen the rise of traveling nurses, nurse shortages just across the board that are pretty significant. There's rising expenses, again, leading to negative operating margins, whether it's a labor expense and certainly an important part of the conversation, as well as just capital pressure to just technology all over the place, uh, certainly for that. Not all negative. I think there's many bright spots as well. We certainly have weathered a pretty significant healthcare storm. I think it's leading to also some real innovation in care, but it's going to take a little bit of time to sort out. Yeah, I think so. I, it has been a tough year. I was, I read this week that I think there were 19 hospitals or health systems that either filed for bankruptcy, closed, or just announced their plans to close in 2022. But like you say, there are some bright spots too. But for those that aren't really closing or facing the same challenges, but they might be tightening up their IT budgets, what role does Harmony play in helping them if they're really just kind of looking to scale back their IT budget? That's a really great question and observation. Our premise, what we're kind of built on essentially is the fact that people have disparate systems. I'm going to call it in their broader inventories and their management schema. And in our world, it's a cost containment play. So if they're paying X dollars that are higher, we get them to Y dollars and we do it, which is a lower cost to operate it while managing that entire data process that being a first principle for the things that we do. And it's built around trying to be a really good partner, responsive, dependable, resourceful. Sometimes people come to us and say, I got to make this happen in three months. And we figure out how to do that. In that preservation of data, we're helping people with migration. We call it archival, but it's really a transformative process that does that and ultimately reducing that cost, but preserving that data. And I honestly, even you'll see it We'll talk a little bit later probably about the care process that's there. My team often hears us talk about speed and quality, and they've embraced those two principles 
as we work together to help those health systems. Yeah. On the user update this past month, you kind of talked about speed and quality, and you also mentioned the rapid growth rate of health data. Can you speak to that a little bit? I found that interesting last month. Yeah. So a couple of big points of facts that are out there. About every three years right now, data is tripling. So we see that institutions are grappling with and they're working their tails off to manage this ever-changing landscape to say, how do I not just store it locally, but how do I use clouds or hybrid clouds or organizations to do that? And that gives rise to kind of centralizing data stores, really organizing that data in ways that really important, not only to the management that an institution has, but to the person that they're ultimately taking care of. We've expanded and, and we're managing all types of data. And if you think of it, when somebody says all types of data, everything from a click on a keyboard that's happened all the way through to voice and video. And as an example, you just think about people getting MRIs, our Dicom expansion this year and, and through the last, those image sizes are massive. And you know, we've built an integration where you can use hybrid cloud storage, but also manage those and bring them up in a Dicom viewer and if need be, be part of the care process. So what we are working our tails off to do is to understand those explosions of data and how we can help those institutions manage that in the best form possible. Yeah, I would imagine DICOM. And I mean, that definitely takes up a lot of space. And I think we've had good reactions to the DICOM viewer that we released. So with all of that data growth, what about security? That's a pretty big topic. What are you seeing out there? Or what would you recommend as a smart security investment? Well, first of all, you can't ever do enough, right? So we've watched both outside of healthcare and in healthcare, the business disruption that it causes. And when you're an institution of any size and you have the potential for threat or the potential for nefarious activity, ransomware all the way through, it's a very crippling moment. And so when it causes disruption, it's just something that all eyes, all hands have to be focused for that. So what we're seeing is this concept, security's gone from, hey, I need to think about it 10 years ago and be present to it, to it's become as important as managing information and as the care in an institution because of the disruption that occur you know, within that. So everything from you'll hear people talk about, I've got to go out to endpoints, endpoint detection, geomapping, all kinds of strategies that really try to shrink the concept that you might have a security or a privacy incident within an organization. You're hearing about two years ago, this concept of zero trust came out there, which is basically to say, hey, we're going to not trust anything, any data, any piece of equipment, any person coming in, but essentially use a verification process to be able to help people secure and work with information. And so we think that the best organizations will continue to sort of embrace that concept. And through frameworks like High Trust, which we have 600 plus controls, those are the kinds of things that put you in a position to try to both assist your customers as well as make certain that the things you do have that sort of zero trust concept baked in. Yeah, yeah security is just so important. And like you said, you started out by saying 
hospital administration is trying to do more with less. And so security is one of those areas where I think you definitely need to make the investment and lock that data down. You don't really see it too. You know, it's hard to go, well, what is security? I mean, I can see a scanner at a door or requiring Mm -hmm. an ID, but when it's digital, it's so hard to see that you just got attacked today 28,000 times by nefarious sites trying to break into your environment as an example for that. So I think if you ask any administrator at an institution, it's going to be in their top three of challenges that they have to continue to manage. And think of it against that backdrop of triple the data every three years, such an important topic, such an important topic to cover and to think about. Any other big areas to cover as we look forward to 2023? I always like to think about the person and the care that we're trying to be a part of. And so the expansion of the Cures Act, just requiring PHI or electronic health information to be delivered across the continuum, not just current data, but other data that might be in the possession of that organization, I think continues to signify in healthcare that we put the person at the core of that. We try to organize that information as best we can and provide that. And the Cures Act is kind of one next step to that. Let me ask you you about that. With the Cures Act, in talking with customers, are you seeing big pickup in hospitals going further back into their historical records to satisfy the Cures Act requirement that the patient receives their entire record? I would say It's a little bit of a mixed bag, but I would tell you that most of the organizations that we're with are driving that and driving toward that. But even as of recent, in the back half of 2022, it's been one of the major driving forces to people saying, hey, I've got to continue to organize this data or I've got to get it into a better place. And so, uh, as you know, Lots of our calls coming in to our door or inquiries electronically have been around that. Went around kind of data organization and schematics of data, whether it's the US CDI or ontologies that not just build on procedure and diagnostics, but loint coding if you're in lab, et cetera, for that are, are really important. The kind of two other things are just, I love to talk about this stuff, as you know, but both the identity and matching of a person. We've got to start there in most organizations to say, hey, we've got to do our best to identify and understand that person related to that health continuum. It's also a really interesting strategy for engaging that person to want to be part of that system for that, to be able to say, we know you and we know you with this information going way back historically for that. Second to kind of the Cures Act is this notion about deliverability, right? To get it organized in a way, disparate systems or disparate systems that are organized into a methodology, into a system, into an architecture that allow for you to parse and move that particular stuff. So we've worked really hard to make certain that it's integratable to the top leading electronic health records all the way right through to their patient portal and release uh, and release that information. So pretty excited about that and pretty excited about what that comes. One last thing, you know, we had a great back in San Antonio and Chime this past November, just we had a terrific focus group and just the energy in that room around describing the needs and how that's going to be so important was pretty exciting for me to see those healthcare leaders saying, yeah, we're embracing it and we're going to make that happen. 
For interoperability, you mean? So taking the historical record to get it to the consumer. And you're saying, and that's going right to the portal of the major EHR. So does the patient just download it then? We all know, I shouldn't say we all know, but in the Cures Act, there's many ways that somebody might transport information. But to your point, whether you're in my chart or Cerner's portal, if you were there, or Meditech, all of those have delivery mechanisms. And our mission, as we think of it, is to say, can we marry that sort of current data with that historical data, putting it, empowering the patient to have that, to say, 10 years ago, I had this, or I didn't know I had this, and it might be really important part of that care delivery process for that. Mm -hmm. So we think it's kind of heart and part of our mission as well to try to improve care through better information that's available. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, interoperability sounds like a big theme for 2022. The DICOM viewer that you mentioned was a big and good product release. But with 2022 kind of coming to an end here, how would you describe the year for Harmony Healthcare IT in general? I think the one word I would use is gritty. It's been a very transformative year and lots of demands that yeah, we might have seen coming but and they came to fruition that that have forced us to kind of keep our sleeves rolled up and really working really working hard on behalf of our customers and kind of working through challenges that heretofore we hadn't expected. But when I think of other things, you know, we continue to execute, I believe, on our mission, as we talked about a little before, of just preserving vital information to improve the lives of others. And that you can hear it roll off my tongue. It's been rolling off my tongue for over 10 years to say that's part and parcel to what we do. And so it drives the work that we do. Our platform has expanded, as we said, basically all forms of data. So whether it be a discrete system that's been in use for 20 years with over 30 hospitals or critical access hospital in the middle of Kansas, that's that data is incredibly important. And we put it in a standards-based but kind of flexible approach that we think works really well for people. And it does. Lots of first-to-market innovators. We think we're really proud of the work that we're doing and leading interoperability in terms of the work that we're doing. Our mission needs to be to make the work that we do and the data that we preserve for people interoperable and available, not just at a person level in care, but interoperable for research and other things that we do. A couple of other things, we tried to really work hard. You know, back in COVID, we assembled a team to say, let's be about the people that work for us and have continued on that mission really well over since our beginning. It's always driven by great people, great organizations are, and I'm really fortunate to have that. But we doubled down on trying to make our place a great place to work that has a wonderful team of experts and that has a collaborative sense about us. Um, We like to talk about kind of serving the organization and serving others, you know, with humility kind of a humble approach. So we like our niche, as we like to say, of managing health data and the enterprises that we serve. Awesome. Yeah. And I think a lot of that grittiness kind of comes from having you at the helm. You're the kind of guy who is rolling his sleeves up right along with the rest of the team to get the work done. So we all appreciate that. Well, thanks. Those are kind words, but um, I would probably defer to my team for certain. But thank you again. Yeah. 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 And thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And to our audience, thanks for listening. Join us next time for another episode of Health Data Talks. 
That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.